Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to Cashflow Guys Podcast. It's that time again. And guys, girls, welcome back to the show. And boy, we've got some good stuff for you this week. Just paying attention to what's going on in the world lately. Kind of paying attention to clues in the news. And here's one that we're not even going to necessarily call it a clue in the news. This is more like a, a baseball bat coming in and smacking you in the face. Or maybe... A, a team of wild Mustang horses trampling you in your sleep because this one is a doozy. And I'm going to play the audio for a YouTube video. It's put out by a guy by the name of Meet Kevin. And Meet Kevin is a an influencer on YouTube that I follow from time to time. And uh, he started out as a real estate investor. He also does stocks and whatnot. But he's basically tried to, he's done a pretty good job of being very nonpartisan when it comes to reporting financial news and uh, financial information as it relates to all of us Americans. And I think he's going to cover something that's just been released, and it's coming from the Consumer Finance Protection Board. And I'm going to go ahead and and push play here in a second. I want you guys to listen to this. It's going to be about nine minutes long, and then I'm going to go ahead and pop back on, and uh, we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to give you my insight on what I think this could mean. Uh, And I'm going to show you the bright side because there's two ways to look at this. We could choose to panic or we could choose to prosper. And uh, we're going to talk about that here, but these recordings are going to be about nine minutes. So bear with me. Let's get through this recording and I'll be right back with you. Hey everyone, me Kevin here. It looks like Joe Biden and the Biden administration are expecting to completely bail out the housing industry. And folks, Housing has already been booming in my career in real estate, which is now 12-ish years long. I've never seen housing inventory this low. Many people are clamoring to get into real estate, so much so that there are some folks waiting for that real estate crisis, the mortgage crisis, a foreclosure crisis, an eviction crisis, to finally lead to some more inventory or houses available for sale coming on the market so that maybe... Prices will go down a little bit and people can actually afford homes again. Well, the Biden administration is planning a essentially complete bailout. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau just released a new proposed mortgage rule that changes foreclosure and loan terms for people affected by COVID. Now, right now this is proposed, but this is being proposed under the Biden administration and it's open to comments but this is proposed to be effective starting August 31st, 2021, which would be right before the first batch of forbearances would officially come to an end. Keep in mind that right now we have 3 million people taking mortgage forbearance. So 3 million loans, I should say, are in mortgage forbearance. That means they could be delinquent, not have their credit affected, not pay their mortgage, but remain in their house. But starting in September, Of those 3 million, 1.7 million mortgages need to start getting repaid. And there's a concern that what if people who weren't paying their mortgage still can't pay their mortgage? Is that going to lead to a bunch of foreclosures? Biden administration is trying to prevent exactly that. Now, a lot of people say that, hey, the people in forbearance, they're all going to end up in foreclosure. Some people say half are going to end up in foreclosure. Some people say 10% of them are going to end up in foreclosure because a lot of people are just taking mortgage forbearance because why not? It's kind of like free stimulus. Like, yeah, sign me up for mortgage forbearance. I don't want to make my payments for 12 months. What happens in most cases, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA loans, You take the amount you owe, you add it to the back of the loan, and next time you go to sell or refinance, you pay the money back. No fees, no interest. It's kind of like free stimulus money if you invest the the money in the meantime. 
it, it, it's kind of brilliant for people to actually take mortgage forbearance, which is one of the reasons I kind of lean to the thinking that a lot of people in forbearance, and I don't want to say all, I know there are people with real hardships, but a lot of people in forbearance probably don't need to be there or probably wouldn't be there if there were actually requirements to prove that you had a hardship because you don't have to prove that you have a hardship to get or take mortgage forbearance. You today could still take mortgage forbearance. In fact, I'm pretty sure I daily get comments on YouTube from people like, hey, I'm about to close on a house that I totally qualified for. Can I just take mortgage forbearance the day after I close? And as long as you didn't sign your right away to mortgage forbearance and you attest that you have a hardship, yeah, in theory, you could take up to a year to 15 months of mortgage forbearance. But neither here nor there, let's talk about the new proposed housing rule. Take a look at this, folks. Okay, y'all ready for this? Because y'all's about to fall out of your chairs. This is, this is nuts. I've never seen this before. Okay, so they say, and I'm going to keep it simple here, loss mitigation procedures. All right, you ready for this? A servicer would be allowed to offer, now keep in mind, I know it says would be allowed to offer, they make this mandatory in a moment, which is kind of funny wording. So this is going to be a mandatory offer, and I'll show you that in a moment in red. But I want you to wa listen to this, okay? Let's pretend you're 10 years into your mortgage right now, Read this with me. If, well, I'm paraphrasing here. If you're affected by the COVID-19 hardship, now reading, the loan modification that you get offered would extend, extend the term of the loan by no more than 40 years, 480 months, 40 years, and would not result in an increase in payment to the borrower's payments. Holy smokes. The Biden administration via the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is basically saying, hey, look, 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 look. We want people who are in forbearance to have the option of turning their 30-year or 15-year fixed rate loan into whatever currently, or wherever they currently are in their loan to plus 40 years. 40 years to pay back your loan. Like, that's... That's crazy because, I mean, think about this. Watch this. If we go to like mortgage calculator here really quick and all we're going to do is we're going to look really quick and because there's, there's another, I mean, this isn't even over yet. Okay. This keeps going here. Watch this. Let's say you have a $300,000 mortgage at uh, 30 years. If you change that to 40 years, your payment actually goes down by about 150 bucks a month and it takes you 10 more years to pay off the loan. But hey, your payment goes down and this is... 40 years on top of how long you've already had your mortgage. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So anyway, if the loan modification allows deferral, so if they then say, by the way, look, we're not going to charge you all the amount that you owed before until the property is sold or refinanced, they're making it clear there are going to be no fees, no late fees, no stop payment fees, and no accruing of interest which, okay. So it's basically, if you have forbearance, you have this free option to all of a sudden turn your loan into a 40 year loan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this is really, really generous. And then on top of that, because remember over here, it said a servicer would be allowed to offer certain loan modifications. Okay. Right here. The loan modifications must be made available for borrowers who are experiencing a COVID-19 related hardship. So basically everybody gets the right to maybe be offered a 40 year uh, loan as a loan modification term, but anybody affected by COVID, which is the reason most people would probably be in forbearance, they have the right to a 40 year extension to their loan. No fees, 
nothing. But that's not all, folks. Look at this. Oh, man. The proposal would add a temporary COVID-19 pre-foreclosure review period where a servicer is not permitted to file a notice or filing for foreclosure until after December 31st, 2021. So that means for the 1.7 million folks whose forbearance ends in September, they have another three-ish months to work with their servicer to basically get this loan modification done. And a, if they want a 40 year extension to their mortgage, why would you not take that? It's <laughs> crazy. Oh my gosh. So that literally means the amount of money you owe could in theory just get kicked down the road 40 years. <laughs> like if you invested that money over the last 12 months where you used it to survive or whatever you need it for, whatever. Like I'm not discriminating on what you used it for. It doesn't matter to me. But this is this is a really incredible rule. This right here uh, is so incredible for people who are behind that I, I just don't see any of these actually turning into foreclosures if this rule actually goes through. Now, right now, the rule is tentatively planned to go through. It's just open to public comment right now. But if that rule actually goes through, I, that is a complete bailout by the Biden administration of the housing sector. Bye-bye foreclosure crisis. Like, anybody on YouTube going, oh, but what about all the mortgage forbearances? Dude, these people with mortgage forbearance, they made out like bandits. <laughs> like, 40-year loan terms on top of what you already have. Wow, this is, it's really good. And look, for the people who actually have real hardships, good. Like, help the people. Help people not lose their homes, right? All for that. But really, for everybody else who's just like, I kind of just want mortgage forbearance because anybody can kind of just raise their hand and ask for it. <laughs> well, good for you. I mean, hey, <laughs> there you go. It's more stimulus for the homeowners. Wow. This, um, this is incredible. Anyway, there you have it. If you found uh, this video helpful and insightful, make sure to check out the amazing programs linked down below where I teach you everything that I know about investing in real estate, property management, investing in stocks, options, fundamental analysis, sales, you name it. There are amazing programs linked down below. I'd love to have you as part of the groups. Remember, you get private live streams every single day where I get to answer your questions as well. And folks, see you in the next video. All right, guys and girls. So that... <laughs> That, that pretty much sums it up. Huh? What do you think about that one? I'm going to put the link, by the way. I'm, uh, those of you that don't know, I have show notes on most of my episodes. Almost all of them, I do show notes. And, and the fastest way to get to those show notes is to go to cashflowguys.com. That's my website. Whack that button that says podcast. That's the podcast tab. And right there, you'll see the individual episodes. There's a little search box. You can search for titles and search for episodes and all that. And each episode, I put the links for stuff. I put show notes. And I'm going to put two links here. I'm going to give you a link for the YouTube video itself, so you can go watch the actual video part of it and not just the audio. And I'm also going to link a, the document that was put out by the CFB, CFPB that addresses this. Okay, so you guys can do your own homework. And here's the thing don't take my word for it, don't take Kevin's word, meet Kevin's word for it. Do your own independent research, not doing your own independent research, not taking uh, time to come to your own conclusions based on examination of facts that you find is what gets a lot of people into the turmoil they're in right now. It's what puts people in a panic. It's what makes Republicans and Democrats go crazy and potentially hate each other. And it starts fights and it ends family relationships and best friends are no longer friends and all that good stuff because everybody chooses to believe the narrative that best fits their belief systems, their, their situation. And that narrative isn't always the factual one, I can tell you that. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. There's not a news station out there, in my opinion, 
that is 100% honest and factual. Every one of them puts out information specifically to get your attention and to capture ratings. Ratings sell advertisers. Advertisers make the media uber wealthy. And that's really what it comes down to. So when you're presented with these different things, don't necessarily take them at face value. Take a minute, download the document. Now, for me, I could choose to either panic about this or I could choose to figure out a way to prosper for this or at least prepare to soften the blow if it's going to impact me. And full disclosure, guys, one of the ways I make my income, uh, besides selling houses and owning apartment buildings and whatnot and short-term rentals, is I own performing notes. I intentionally, my wife and I bought performing mortgages. We are the mortgage holder on several mortgages on single-family homes and multifamily real estate across the country. So things like this affect me too. I am that guy. When In the first reaction I've heard, I want to just step aside for a second and say, a lot of people that see this news, their first reaction is, well, who cares? The banks are going to take a shot in the, in the ass and they deserve it, right? Because who cares if the banks fail? The governments will just bail them out. Well, I got news for you. The banks aren't the ones holding these mortgages, first of all. Here's, that's a little tidbit for you that you need to understand. The banks are not the ones that are holding these mortgages in most cases. Why is that? Because banks make their money when they originate loans. They don't necessarily make money per se by hanging on to loans. Instead, they sell these loans on secondary markets. These loans get packaged together and they become mortgage-backed securities. Okay, So the banks aren't the ones that are going to take it in the shorts here. If you don't pay your mortgage and you get a mortgage from, I don't care, Bank of America, Chase, whatever flavor you like, or your local mortgage company, Lincoln Lending, whatever. Frank Cotto of Lincoln Lending is not the one dipping into his checking account to write a check so you can buy a house. Okay, That comes from investor backing, investor money. People like you and I, we are those investors. And most commonly, when you talk about institutional debts, institutional mortgages, your JP Morgan Chase, your Countrywide, your, you know, when they were around... Bank of America, your mortgage brokers, all of these loans get sold within days of closing business, okay, closing escrow. The mortgage originator, the, the, the bank or the lending institution that makes the loan to people like you and I, they make their money when they close. That's fees, origination, costs, points, all these different things. That's how they make their profit. All that stuff you see in your closing statement is in part how they make their profit. And then, of course, they sell these and, and off they go. So they get cashed out. And then it goes on to usually be packaged as a mortgage-backed security, especially if it's government-backed. Who buys mortgage-backed securities? Well, I got one answer for you. Wall Street. And you're thinking, great, that means those idiots on Wall Street can take a bath. Well, I got news for you. Who do you think is giving those idiots on Wall Street the money they have to buy the mortgage-backed securities? People like you and I. Well, not me because I'm not in the stock market and I don't do mutual funds and I don't invest in things I don't understand. But anybody you know that has a retirement plan that has invested in a mutual fund of any kind, I guarantee you probably has some sort of mortgage-backed security in their portfolio, which means if this whole thing falls apart mortgage-wise, it's Wall Street that's going to take it on the chin. So then we come to what does this really what does this all mean, Tyler? Well, what it means is America is going to get blindsided if something like this comes to pass. For them to give something away to help one person, that generally means that somebody else has to suffer. You've heard of Robin Hood: take from the rich, give to the poor. Well, what's the operative word there? Take from the rich. A lot of people think that makes a lot of sense, and to some degree, I would maybe even agree with that logic, and to some to some degree. But you always got to understand if somebody, somebody is getting something extra, something for nothing, somebody else is having to suffer. Now, you may think, well, that's good because the bank should suffer. Well, got news for you, kids. It's not the bank that's going to suffer. Probably 
for biologic to the situation, who's going to suffer here is Main Street America. Because when Wall Street figures out what's happening, because I assure you that the CFPB and Wall Street are probably not chatting as much as they probably should. I don't believe that the hedge fund managers on Wall Street understand or even aware of the the totality of the circumstances should this come to pass. Now, you may ask yourself, is the housing market going to crash because of this? I don't think it's going to crash because of this, and here's why. Here's what's going on. Let me step aside for a second and explain. Last time, the housing market crashed for many reasons. There are lots of different factors, catalysts that caused the housing market to crash. One of those were that literally anybody who could fog a mirror could get a mortgage. Anybody. So if you were, I don't know, a single person making 20 grand a year, you could do what they call a stated income. You could say, well, I make 80 grand a year. The banks would take your word at face value and they would give you a loan based on an $80,000 year income. Obviously, that didn't work out. And those loans happen to be adjustable rates in a lot of cases. So what happened was when the rates changed, when the Fed raised the rates, people's mortgage payments went up. So even though they could maybe afford the mortgage payment on day one, six months later, a year later, two years, five years later, the mortgage, the rate went up when the interest rate fluctuated, they couldn't make their payments anymore. The other part of what happened was that they were packaging these loans up as mortgage-backed securities and selling them on Wall Street, which caused a lot of investment bankers and hedge funds on Wall Street to fail. They, in turn, had to be bailed out by the government with fiat what they call fake money the government had to print money money that really should be for you and i to bail out these hedge funds people say the banks got bailed out that's not 100 percent accurate okay understand the 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 hedge funds got bailed out wall street the investment bankers got bailed out but not necessarily the people that the people that didn't get bailed out that originated the loans they got their money they got paid and they ran off to the bank all the mortgage brokers and real estate agents, they all got paid. You know why I know that? I was one of them. I have invested and served as a broker through uh, the last crash. I've been here before. I've seen this. But this time it's a lot different. This time it's different for many, many reasons. And I'm going to start covering more and more of that on upcoming po- uh, podcasts. I attached the document here. So I want you, if you got a chance to go through this and read a lot of this stuff, you probably should. There's a lot in here. I'll be honest with you. It's 150 pages long. I got up. I watched this video last night. And I got up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Not in a panic, but my mind was going a mile a minute. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to look at the situation and figure out, number one, how can I make sure that nothing really happens to me or my family with this train wreck or dumpster fire, however you choose to to look at it, but how can I also prosper from it? So let's take a second and talk about that. Here's what it comes down to, guys and girls. Real estate, finance, wealth, all comes down to and is affected by emotion, psychology, Okay. If people, when people get scared, they generally make certain reactions. For example, when people, if the news came out tomorrow and said the stock market's going to crash, everybody who's invested in the stock market's going to say, call their broker and say, sell, sell, sell. Okay. That's a reaction to an emotion, fear of loss. So they make a reaction and they sell. Well, guess what? Everybody's selling. So when that happens, the market tanks, right? Because everybody's selling, which deflates the price of the stocks and mutual funds and whatnot. And the last guy to sell is usually the biggest loser. Is that really how it works in a lot of cases? And I know, guys, those of you that are the stock wizards and gurus probably have a completely different take on this. But for the regular people, like everybody else listening to the show and me, that's generally how it works. I know there's shorting stocks and all that good stuff, but that's really not a topic for today's conversation. Today's conversation comes down to people's reaction to the news. I tested this theory this morning. Every Wednesday morning, I do an inner, inner circle call. It's a private call. Very small group of people, uh, peers of mine. We get together and we talk about each other's businesses, where we are, help each other improve. It's a very, it's a closed group. It's very private. And in the first type of first thing this morning, we started to talk about this topic. And 
most folks that were there, and there's only like five people in the meeting, the overall reaction was, oh my God, this is scary. And that's a completely normal reaction. Frankly, had I not sat up all night researching it and brainstorming it, I had the initial same reaction. This is kind of scary, right? Because here's the thing. We fear what we don't understand. But when we take time to read and learn and understand the whole circumstance here and how these things could potentially play out and be practical, I'm not talking like tinfoil hat yelling at the screen, yelling, yelling at the ceiling, running around and panicking. Instead, leverage it. Here's a good example of leveraging from other people's panic. I know that sometimes folks that lack rational thought, especially when confronted with losing the ability or fear of missing out, um, will make purchases that they wouldn't, wouldn't normally make. So I went out and bought a bunch of, uh, they call them Caltech Sub-2000s. Okay, I bought these things months ago, right before the elections. Uh, Caltech Sub-2000s. They're 40 caliber. Basically, they look like a folding little machine gun thing, although they're they're not a machine gun. They're not automatic or nothing like that. They're a glorified pistol that folds in half. They look kind of cool. They shoot like shit, I got to tell you. They're, t they're just, ugh, I don't like them. But I bought a bunch of them because they looked sexy and I knew people wanted them. And they've been on the market for a long time. And people love these things. They use Glock magazines and the whole nine yards. So for those of you who are not gun fans, I'm not trying to convert you. It doesn't matter. I don't want to offend you. But um, I bought these because I knew I got, number one, I got them at a great price. Okay, I bought several of them at one time, which gave me a great deal. So I got them for around 300 and some odd dollars a piece. Just recently, I listed these on gunbroker.com, and I let nature take its course. I let people bid. And every time Fox News made some announcement about Joe Biden taking their guns or Australia News or somebody had a freak out or the, they had the shootings, God forbid, what happened? I had more people bid on these auctions and more people bid on these auctions. Well, I got news for you. I sold these legally to through a licensed dealer where a background check was done so if anybody's gonna get offended and get triggered it's all done legally through the mail and divorced endorsed by the federal government in accordance with the law i ship it from a gun broker to a gun broker that gun broker does a background check in accordance with local law and federal law and only issues it to hopefully not a nut job right so i sold the i bought these things for 300 something i sold them for almost a thousand dollars per weapon okay almost $1,000 per weapon. So that is a 300% gain simply by focusing on the psychology of how people I know will, will react and think. The same is true here, guys. You can choose to sit there and go, oh my God, I'm a wholesaler and the market's going to get flooded with houses and I'm not going to have a job. Or you can learn how to raise private capital and capitalize on a, on a if the market crashes, if you start to see real estate going crazy, right? If things make radical changes, adjust to the change. If you put yourself in a position to pivot and profit, you're going to crush it. You're going to do really well. If you're a real estate agent, you don't slow down your marketing. If you're a wholesaler, you don't slow down your marketing. You turn it up. If you're a, a, fa a fix and flipper, you market more. If you're buying multifamily, single family as a landlord, whatever you're doing, do more of it. Because the one thing we can count on is that the people around us who are not educated like we are, People that are not listening to podcasts about economies and, and economics and real estate and all the good things that are not listening to reading books written by smart people that know more than us. The people that are ill-prepared are going to make irrational decisions. You will have the ability to profit from those irrational decisions simply by helping them by buying what they want to get rid of. I guarantee you there will be a large number of people that will hear about this 40-year rule and go, oh my God, that means as the as the lender, as the note holder, I'm never going to get my money. And therefore want to sell their performing notes at a song just to get rid of them, to dump them. Just like that stock that got bad news one day, okay? 
because Coca-Cola decided to come out and say something on, on line and offend everybody, then next thing you know, their stock tanks the next day, right? Or Nike does something stupid or whatever it may be, their stock, based on people's emotion, takes a hit. Somebody does a boycott. Whatever it may be, that's emotion causing a reaction that we can then leverage. Let's use the Coca-Cola example. Let's say they come out tomorrow. Somebody comes out and says, I don't know, Coca-Cola gives me diarrhea. And then everybody gets on the bandwagon. They start a Reddit thread. And next thing you know, Coca-Cola is this bad guy that gives everybody diarrhea that has red hair. Okay. Well, <laughs> consumer confidence in Coca-Cola is going to wane. Even if it's for a day or two, it's going to wane. While Wall Street is going to go do a big sell-off. Because Wall Street, a lot of the, what goes on in Wall Street is triggered by certain fundamentals that computer algorithms search for AI, artificial intelligence, searches for. I learned that recently in Jim, in, um, Jim Rickard's book, where a lot of the stock trade buy and sell decisions that are made that brokers charge for are actually done by computers responding to algorithms that are headline surfing and looking for certain things, bank deposits, people's purchasing patterns, this type of stuff, airplane flights, you name it. All these things have an impact on the decision a computer will make to buy or sell. And by the way, they're buying or selling with your retirement plan. If you're in the stock market, think of that. Okay, so all of these things come back to emotion. And if you're the person that is positioned to capitalize on people's poor decisions by buying these rental properties, when the landlord that loses his friggin' mind and freaks out because of a, uh, a uh, eviction ban, good. That's called a motivated seller. Sorry that the seller's panicking, but he chose to panic. You chose to market effectively and get your information in front of him. So he picked up the phone and called you and said, good God, Take this duplex off my hands because everybody's lost their mind and Joe Biden's going to ruin the world or Donald Trump, depending on your flavor, right? All of these can be turned into opportunities. And that doesn't make you a bad guy, bad person, bad guy or girl at all. What it makes you is somebody that recognizes opportunity and provides value to the marketplace when the marketplace calls. The marketplace is calling each and every one of you right now. Some of you think I can't do anything because I don't have any money. You know how to fix that. You go to privatemoneycrashcourse.com. You spend the 50 bucks and you pull the trigger and you learn how to raise money. You, there's all kinds of books on how to do it. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. Okay. You align yourself with smart people that have their pulse on what's going on. You pay attention to people that are doing the homework. And for that matter, you do the homework yourself. But I promise you this. If you keep calm and you stay focused on self-educating, try to keep the emotion out of it. You guys are going to have a great 2021 and an even better 2022. Guys, before I close, I just want to say this. I, I'm not necessarily in the camp. I don't agree with the meet Kevin guy. He's a little too giddy for me because he's really not paying attention to, like he's talking about in this video. So I want to get that out there. He talks about go get yours and whatnot. Call me crazy, but I think about when somebody's getting something like this 40-year extension where they're going to literally add 40 years to an existing mortgage, what that really means is if you've had your mortgage for 20 years and you've got 10 years left, they're going to add another 40 years to it, which means you can pay for another 50 years. That is going to create a host of problems. It is going to cause problems for somebody in the, in the chain there, in the string. And that's the first person I think about. Someone's going to get hurt by this. So I'm not going to celebrate the fact that someone's going to get hurt. However, I am going to focus on how I can add value to the marketplace. I'm going to go out there and pull triggers. We're going to be buying opportunities. Guys, you could do the same thing I could do. There is nobody here, or I'm not any smarter than any one of you. I'm just taking action and learning new things and educating myself, and I hope you do too. Lastly, guys, we're doing all kinds of great things in real estate. If you're looking to supercharge your retirement plan, a partner of mine starting a, a an investment fund, uh, going to be a, a syndicate of 506C. So if you're a accredited investor, 
you're looking to get some capital moving, you need to get on the calendar, get on the phone with me. I'll introduce you to my guy and we'll see how we can help you. We've got all kinds of exciting stuff coming up. You could do that by going to cashflowguys.com. Uh, whack the uh, book Tyler button, pick a uh, time on the schedule and get with me. And I hope to hear from you soon. Guys, have a great week and we'll talk to you later. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.